Section 15 of the Book of Ser Marco Polo the Venetian Concerning the Kingdoms and Marvels of the East, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Ser Marco Polo the Venetian Concerning the Kingdoms and Marvels of the East, Volume 1 by Rusticello de Pisa. Translated by Henry Yule. Prologue, Part 1, Chapters 1 and 2. Prologue. Great princes, emperors, and kings, dukes and marquises, counts, knights, and burgesses, and people of all degrees who desire to get knowledge of the various races of mankind and of the diversities of the sundry regions of the world, take this book and cause it to be read to you. For ye shall find therein all kinds of wonderful things, and the divers histories of the great Hermenia, and of Persia, and of the land of the Tartars, and of India, and of many another country, of which our book doth speak, particularly and in regular succession, according to the description of Messer Marco Polo, a wise and noble citizen of Venice, as he saw them with his own eyes. Some things indeed there be therein which he beheld not, but these he heard from men of credit and veracity and we shall set down things seen as seen, and things heard as heard only, so that no jot of falsehood may mar the truth of our book, and that all who shall read it or hear it read may put full faith in the truth of all its contents. For let me tell you that since our Lord God did mould with his hands our first father Adam, even until this day, never hath there been a Christian, or pagan, or Tartar, or Indian, or any man of any nation, who in his own person hath had so much knowledge and experience of the divers parts of the world and its wonders, as hath had this Messer Marco. And for that reason he bethought himself that it would be a very great pity did he not cause to be put in writing all the great marvels that he had seen, or on sure information heard of, so that other people who had not these advantages might, by his book, get such knowledge and I may tell you that in acquiring this knowledge he spent in those various parts of the world good six and twenty years. Now, being thereafter an inmate of the prison at Genoa, he caused Messer Rusticiano of Pisa, who was in the said prison likewise, to reduce the whole to writing, and this befell in the year 1298 from the birth of Jesus. CHAPTER One how the two brothers Polo set forth from Constantinople to traverse the world. It came to pass in the year of Christ, 1260, when Baldwin was reigning at Constantinople, that Messer Nicholas Polo, the father of my lord Mark, and Messer Maffeo Polo, the brother of Messer Nicholas, were at the said city of Constantinople, whither they had gone from Venice with their merchants' wares. Now these two brethren, men singularly noble, wise, and provident, took counsel together to cross the greater sea on a venture of trade. So they laid in a store of jewels and set forth from Constantinople, crossing the sea to Soldea. CHAPTER Two: HOW THE TWO BROTHERS WENT ON BEYOND Soldea. Having stayed a while at Soldea, they considered the matter and thought it well to extend their journey further so they set forth from Soldea, and travelled till they came to the court of a certain Tartar prince, Barca Khan by name, whose residences were at Sara and at Bulgara, 
and who was esteemed one of the most liberal and courteous princes that ever was among the Tartars. This Barca was delighted at the arrival of the two brothers, and treated them with great honour, so they presented to him the whole of the jewels that they had brought with them. The prince was highly pleased with these, and accepted the offering most graciously, causing the brothers to receive at least twice its value. After they had spent a twelve-month at the court of this prince, there broke out a great war between Barca and Alau, the lord of the Tartars of the Levant, and great hosts were mustered on either side. But in the end Barca, the lord of the Tartars of the Ponent, was defeated, though on both sides there was great slaughter. And by reason of this war no one could travel without peril of being taken. Thus it was at least on the road by which the brothers had come, though there was no obstacle to their travelling forward. So the brothers, finding they could not retrace their steps, determined to go forward. Quitting Bulgara, therefore, they proceeded to a city called Ukaka, which was at the extremity of the kingdom of the lord of the Ponent. And thence departing again, and passing the great river Tigris, they travelled across a desert which extended for seventeen days' journey, and wherein they found neither town nor village, falling in only with the tents of Tartars occupied with their cattle at pasture. End of section 15